Blog Talk Radio. Halloween on Night Owls Radio, where every day is Halloween. Happy Halloween. The year was 1980, Halloween, Halloween night. With 104 fever, Miss X floated up the stairs. Couldn't feel my feet to touch the stairs. Coming home after trick or treating. Trick or treat! Trick or treat! Turned on the TV and noticed the TV was already on to Jeff Goldblum in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. That was 1980. Halloween night. Every year now, for ten years in a row, he rides again on Halloween night. We bring you the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Ichabod Crane was a teacher, and in addition to his other vocations, he was the singing master of the neighborhood and picked up many bright shillings by instructing the young folks in comedy. All the stories of ghosts and goblins that he had heard in the afternoon came back to him that night. Oh, that dark night, the tales of the black-cloaked headless. In crowding upon his recollection, the night grew darker and darker. The stars seemed to... That's what they seemed to do. He seemed to what? Sink deeper in the sky. Driving clouds occasionally hid them from his sight. He had never felt so lonely and dismal. He was, moreover, approaching the very scary place. Not a scary, scary cemetery, but a scary, scary tree. The very place where many of the scenes of the ghost stories had been laid. Had been laid in the center of the road stood an enormous 
tulip tree. Ah, oh, what a great memory Miss X has, which towered like a giant above all the other trees of the neighborhood and formed a kind of landmark. Its limbs were gnarled and fantastic, large enough to form trunks for ordinary trees, twisting down almost to the earth and rising again into the air. It was connected with the tragical story of the unfortunate Andre. For concerned about Crane as he makes his way home up there in New York. In a little town called Terrytown. Suddenly he heard a groan. His teeth shattered and his knees smote against the saddle. Because he was riding on his horse at that time. After he had approached this fearful tree, he began to whistle. He thought his whistle was answered. It was but a blast sweeping sharply through the dry branches. As he approached, he thought he saw something white hanging in the midst of the tree. About 200 yards from the tree, a small brook crossed the road and ran into a marshy and thickly wooded glen known by the name of Wiley's Swamp. A few rough logs laid side by side served for a bridge over this stream. His heart began to sink within him. He endeavored to resume his psalm tune, but his parched tongue clove to the roof of his mouth, and he could not utter a stave. There was something in the moody and dogged silence of this pertinacious companion that was mysterious and appalling. It was soon fearfully accounted for. On mounting a rising ground which brought the figure of his fellow traveler in relief against the sky, gigantic in height and muffled in a cloak. (sighs) Muffled in a cloak. Ichabod was horror struck on perceiving that he was headless. But his horror was still more increased on observing that the head, the head which should have rested on his shoulders, was carried before him on the pummel of his saddle. His terror rose to desperation. He rained a shower of kicks and blows upon Gunpowder, the poor little horsey, hoping by a sudden movement to give his companion the slip. But the specter started full jump with him. Away then they dashed through thick and thin, stones flying and sparks flashing at every bound. Ichabod's flimsy garments fluttered in the air as he stretched his long lank body away over his horse's head in the eagerness of his flight. They had now reached the road which turns off to Sleepy Hollow, but Gunmotter, who seemed possessed with a demon, instead of keeping up it, made an opposite turn, plunged headlong downhill to the left. This road leads to a 
sandy hollow shaded by trees for about a quarter of a mile where it crosses the bridge whitewashed. Trees now cheered him with the hopes that the church bridge was at hand. The wavering reflection of a silver star in the bosom of the brook told him that he was not mistaken. He saw the walls of the church dimly glaring under the trees beyond. He recollected the place where Brom Bone's ghostly competitor had disappeared. If I can make it, if I can but reach that bridge, I am safe. The steadier, the black steed, panting and blowing close behind him. He even fancied that he felt the hot breath. He thundered over the resounding clank. He gained the opposite side. And now Ichabod cast a look behind to see if his pursuer should vanish, according to rule, in a flash of fire and brimstone. Just then... He saw the goblin rising in his stirrups, and in the very act of hurling his head at him, Ichabod endeavored to dodge the horrible missile, but too late. It encountered his cranium with a tremendous crash. He was tumbled headlong into the dust and gunpowder, the black seed. And the goblin passed by like a whirlwind. The next morning, the old horse was found without his saddle and with the bridle under his feet, soberly cropping the grass at his master's gate. Ichabod did not make his appearance at breakfast. The dinner hour came, but no Ichabod. The boys assembled at the schoolhouse and strolled idly about the banks of the brook. But no schoolmaster, Hans von Ripper, now began to feel some uneasiness about the fate of poor Ichabod and his saddle. An inquiry was set on foot, and they came upon his traces. In one part of the road leading to the church was found the saddle trampled in the dirt. The tracks of horses were steeply dented in the road, and, and evidently at furious speed, were traced to the beach, beyond which, on the bank of a broad part of the brook, where the water ran deep and black, was found the hat of the unfortunate Ichabod, and close beside it, a shattered pumpkin, with a tenth year in a row, a decade of the legend of Sleepy Hollow on your Halloween night. Miss X. Nido.
And now, Night in the Graveyard, live on the estate of Count Dracula. My boyfriend, as it happens. 